It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, What'd You Call Me? Our scripture reference today is Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Keslev, in the 20th year, while I was in Susa, the capital, one of my brothers, Hanani, came with certain men from Judah. And I asked them about the Jews that survived, those who had escaped the captivity, and about Jerusalem. And they replied, The survivors there in the province who escaped captivity are in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. And when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, fasting and praying before the God of heaven. I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both I and my family have sinned. We have offended you deeply, failing to keep the commandments, the statutes, and the ordinances that you commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are under the farthest skies, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place at which I have chosen to establish my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great power and your strong hand. O oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. At that time, I was cupbearer to the king. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. It seems like some of us are more Republican than Christian, more Democrat than Christian, even more American than Christian. Forgive me if that sounds too harsh. I could be overreacting, but I say that because I've listened to a lot of Christians. And as much as I try to stay away from the comment section, I do get sucked in from time to time. It might be too much to say we've lost our identity in Christ, but why does it feel like Christian is only another label? Christian music, Christian books, Christian t-shirts, Christian movies, Christian breath mints? I've reflected on Acts 11.26 before. This is where Barnabas and Paul meet and spend a year teaching the church. 
It was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. It could be they came up with that name themselves. Chances are it was a sarcastic way others identified them. I take that to mean those early disciples committed themselves to their collective walk with Jesus. Acts even said many Christians devoted themselves to their spiritual growth, so much so that other people now needed a nickname for them. Their lives centered so much on what they were learning about Christ that it was the dominant quality other people saw in them. Now, all those jokes about getting out of church by noon come from somewhere. If the outside world were to see our devotion to all things Jesus, would they come up with a name like Christian? There's a particular feature of our discourse that leads me to believe we're less Christian and more everything else. It's the way we talk about those people. We tend to blame a lot of things on those people. Of course, those people are those people whose voting record is different than ours. It's too obvious they are the ones who are less faithful and God-fearing than us. They have ruined our country. They have done so much harm. Poor us for having to put up with them. Let me offer you a biblical example of the short-sightedness of that kind of thinking. It's Nehemiah. Before he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, his heart ached for his people. From his place in the Persian capital, he prayed for those left in the ruins of Jerusalem. Notice how he prays. He asked God to hear his prayer day and night. This wasn't a one-time prayer. And what filled his prayers? He confessed their sins, quote, which we have sinned against you, both I and my family have sinned, end quote. Nehemiah was a faithful person. His humble prayer is a powerful witness for us to consider. He accepts blame for their condition. He didn't shame his people. He joined in prayer with them. And he wasn't pinpointing another group's faults. It was his people, himself included, that needed forgiveness from God. If we're going to be more Christian than, say, American... This is a great lesson to learn. Now, this doesn't mean we can't disagree with each other. It certainly doesn't mean we can't hold one another accountable to our shared values. But it does mean we are sharing our burdens together. And we can do so in a way that reflects our Christian name and convictions. May God forgive us if we're more willing to live in disunity than in Christ. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find Another Note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. And the easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.